0: The homilies or sermons contained in these podcasts were delivered by Deacon Joe Dietz, a permanent deacon serving at St. Edward Catholic Church in Ashland, Ohio, a parish of the Diocese of Cleveland. Each homily is preceded by a reading of the Gospel of the Day. While these homilies are the same in content as those preached, they have been recreated to improve the sound quality of the podcast. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. A hired man who is not a shepherd and whose sheep are not his own sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away, and the wolf catches and scatters them. This is because he works for pay and has no concern for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know mine, and mine know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I will lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. These also I must lead, and they will hear my voice. And there will be one flock, one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have power to lay it down and power to take it up again. This command I have received from my Father. The Gospel of the Lord. As I drove in yesterday, I passed a field with a flock of sheep in it. I couldn't help but notice that something unusual seemed to be going on, so I stopped to take a closer look. Much to my surprise, it appeared that they were having some kind of a gathering to elect a new shepherd. They were gathered in different groups and were discussing what sheep issues were important to them. They had one group from the north pasture and another group from the south pasture. There seemed to be a lot of discussion back and forth about making changes to the way things were done. Some liked the old shepherd, and others wanted a new shepherd, and some said they didn't need a shepherd. Others were concerned with the wolf problem, while still others denied there were any wolves in the area. Now, I sense that some of you don't believe me. You think that I'm making this up. You may say, Deacon Joe, sheep can't talk, and we don't believe that you speak sheep. Okay, you got me. But the reason this story isn't true isn't just because I can't talk to sheep. It is also not true because we are talking about sheep. Sheep don't get to choose the shepherd. And if they don't follow the shepherd, they have either a close encounter with a sheepdog or a shepherd's crook to keep them in line. When Jesus chose the symbolism of himself as the good shepherd, and church members as the sheep, he was not using a symbol of democracy, popular opinion, or group rule. He used the symbol of a leader and followers. When he speaks of the sheep of the other fold, he says, These also I must lead, and they will hear my voice. The voice we all hear, while it is truly a loving, sacrificing, merciful voice, It is not a public opinion-seeking, poll-taking, wishy-washy, flexible voice of a sheep. It is the voice of the shepherd, the good shepherd, a shepherd who willingly laid down his life for the sheep and then took it up again to lead them to the promised land of eternal life. Unfortunately, a lot of people these days want the protection of the good shepherd but don't want to be the sheep. But it is not a one-part analogy. You can't have a shepherd without sheep. And sheep without a shepherd only end up getting lost. Jesus died for us not only to pay the debt for our sin, but also to be our shepherd. To be in relationship with us so that we could live a life under his guidance, under his authority. This concept is not new in scripture. One of the most well-known Bible texts is the 23rd Psalm. It also uses the imagery of God as shepherd. However, if we take a closer look at it, we will find that it is not just a psalm of comfort, but also clearly indicates what kind of relationship provides the comfort. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I lack. In green pastures he makes me lie down. To still waters he leads me. He restores my soul. He guides me along right paths for the sake of his name. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. This is a psalm of King David, who, as you may recall, was a shepherd before he was a king. So he well understood the roles of shepherd and sheep. David also understood the concept of wolves, which is another area where we can sometimes get confused. As Jesus indicated, wolves are a primary threat to sheep. They attack the flock, scatter it about, and then pick off single sheep to kill and eat. Oftentimes, shepherds use sheepdogs to help manage the sheep, to keep them together, to help move them away from danger and toward safety, and most importantly, to help protect them from predators such as wolves. As long as we are talking about animals today, I might as well go all in with a pig story. In 1995, there was a really cute family movie called Babe. Babe was a pig that was raised by a sheep farmer and learned to herd sheep. Babe gets so good at herding sheep that ultimately the farmer ends up entering Babe the pig in a sheep dog contest. It is a fun movie if you haven't seen it, but part of the story was that the pig, Babe, was able to talk to the sheep, and among other things, he learned that the sheep thought of the sheep dogs as wolves and were scared of them and hated them. They thought this way because the sheepdogs were always nipping at them and barking at them in a threatening manner to get them to move or to control them. And also because, well, dogs look a lot more like wolves than they do sheep. They did not see the sheepdogs as protectors or helpers, only as an annoyance at best and a threat at worst. In our efforts to follow Jesus and live the Christian life, Jesus makes it clear there are wolves or threats to our safety. If there were not, he would not make the point of comparing the good shepherd who lays down his life to the hired hand that runs away upon sight of the wolf. For the purpose of this analogy, the wolves we face would be the devil, the flesh, and the world. On the other side, the sheep-dog role would be filled by those who dedicate their lives to serving God and the church and are there to provide guidance and protection consistent with and guided by the Holy Spirit's overall direction and care. As we struggle with the challenges of living in a world dominated by secular media, and increasingly hostile to Christianity in general, and the Catholic Church in particular, if we are not careful, we can find ourselves, just as the sheep in the babe movie, struggling with being able to tell the sheepdogs from the wolves. One of the enemy's great tactics is to cause us to doubt our source of direction. And one of the ways this is accomplished is by the simple repetition of a lie. I had the unfortunate experience this week to be involved in a case where one of the parties simply chose to state a false set of facts repeatedly and with increasing volume until there was no point in further discussion. And while it may sound ineffective, this same approach is occurring in the public forum every day with issues critical to faith, life, and family. It is done both through repeating incorrect information and also by not reporting the true or full story. In the face of this agenda that espouses individual freedoms at all costs, without conscience, and without God, the voice of the Christian sheepdog is quickly labeled rigid, divisive, hateful and worse, removing from their sound teaching the words of Christ's love, healing, compassion, and mercy, and focusing simply on the few unpopular, although true, words that call a sin a sin. This is why the role of the church in our daily lives is so critical. Jesus founded it to be a source of truth, guidance, and protection from the wolves of the world. In spite of its flaws, present in any human institution, we still believe it to be guided by the Holy Spirit and infused with the grace of God by his design and under his direction and control. Last point. One of the reasons the wolf is effective in its approach is that the sheep become emotional and scatter. They get scared and they run in different directions and this makes them easier to single out for an attack. One of the challenges I have found to keeping myself under the direction of the Good Shepherd is when I get emotionally involved in an issue. This is not to say that emotions are bad in themselves. They are wonderful in many ways. They are part of how we were created for a reason. However, I can't help but notice when I start to take some things personally and let my emotions get involved, I quickly find myself struggling to be the person God wants me to be and instead can become angry, impatient, resentful, etc., etc. I know that's hard to believe. The problem is that often when those feelings begin to take over, turning to my source of comfort and protection, to God in prayer, does not come easily in the emotion of the moment. I can feel scattered like a sheep seeing a wolf, and forgetting The good shepherd has my back in all situations. Sometimes I exacerbate the problem by not wanting to approach God when I'm struggling with the emotion of the moment and not at my best. As if I needed to be good in order to ask God to help me be good. That is about as smart as a sheep thinking it can't run to the shepherd for protection because it's afraid of the wolf. What I have found helpful is to find a spot where I can pray out loud to God about the struggle. It helps for me to hear myself say quite simply, Dear Lord, I am feeling angry, resentful, hurt, or whatever emotion I'm dealing with at the moment, and I need your help. I know you have the power over this issue, but right now my feelings are getting in the way of my will. Help me to surrender this to your power and your grace. Come, Lord Jesus. However we turn to God, the important thing is that we turn. No matter how challenged the wolves may have us feeling at the moment, he is the good shepherd. He laid down his life to save us. We know him. And he knows us. Us Send questions or comments regarding this podcast to Deacon Joe twenty seventeen at gmail.com.